0: I'm not the Zodiac, and if I was, I certainly wouldn't tell you. Hello everybody, welcome to the Underrated Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss the films that we feel are underrated, underappreciated, or ones that have just slipped under the radar and passed most people by. Our podcast is made up of Alan and Fred Torres. Hey,
1: what's up? What's up?
0: Ariel Mm -hmm. Ortiz. Hey. And me, Derek McDuff. Today, we're going to be talking about Zodiac, a 2007 film directed by David Fincher, based on the true crime book of the same name by Robert Graysmith. The film has an ensemble cast, a stellar cast, made up of Jake Gyllenhaal, (laughs) Mark Ruffalo, Robert Downey Jr. Anthony Edwards, Chloe Sevigny, Dermot Mulroney, Donald Logue, and my boy, Casey Jones himself, Elias Codius. Oh. The film received multiple, po- mostly positive reviews, with an 89% in Rotten Tomatoes, but it was a complete failure at the box office, with a $65 million budget, only making $33 million domestically. In fact... In its opening weekend, it came in second place, making only about a third as much as the other movie that opened that week, Wild Hogs.
2: Oh, that was a classic. Wild Hogs. Was good I, movie. Actually, I actually, bought the
1: was, It was the bought collaboration bought the of,
3: of of the life of the decade. <laughs> I can't come up with the word.
1: I bought the ticket for Wild Hogs to go watch Zodiac. Just again <laughs> 'Cause I was seventeen, so
2: I couldn't. I bought the, t- six, oh, so. okay. I, I bought the ticket like to Wild Hogs to watch Wild Hogs. It was good. Oh.
3: yeah. But um
0: know. yeah, uh <laughs> what did you
2: guys think of this movie?
3: Who wants to start?
2: Alright, I'll go. Um I mean, it's it's a good movie, it's got good actors. Like that that's what makes the movie good. Uh I mean, you kind of already know what's going to happen, kind of. I mean, if you follow the story. So, it's not like mm-hmm. a surprise way to end it or anything like that. If you kind of know what happened, the gist of... It's just good acting, so it's it's a good movie. I mean, yeah. obviously, they didn't change... I mean, what I'm saying is, like, they didn't change the ending to be like, we caught him or we got, you know, something different, but... Yeah, you know, yeah, it's I, good. Yeah,
0: I appreciate they didn't have, like, some crazy twist ending. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just kind yeah. of like... a very It's very... movie feels like very real life because it is... It feels Real like life. it
2: feels like if I was watching A and E or one of those like to catch a murderer kind of story things. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but done in like yeah, like the dr- like an incredibly well like really yeah, yeah. tensely made I mean, way. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's. I mean, you feel for the yeah. characters. It's like I said, good acting. Yeah, uh, just, a lot yeah. of really,
0: really good actors in this. Like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: so, um, Fred, how, how were you alive around this time? Since you're the older person here, no, wait, what?
2: what? <laughs> so you're
3: like The son of Sam?
2: Are you blessed? No, I was. I was. Isn't
1: it, that the whole like era? Like it's supposed to be like during the whole like, son of Sam you know, of I
0: era. Think, I, well, no, it, it runs in, like, the until 60s, the nineties. It starts in the is the first part, yeah, like, it happens the in the sixties.
2: Yeah, yeah, but I mean,
3: like like with the resurgence of uh, you know. Uh, uh, look, I was jealous. born in like,
2: 85, like, I ain't that old, so, I, I mean. Yeah, I would have yeah, been
0: alive in the final scene in the movie, I would have been two years old in that, I, like, airport scene.
2: Yeah, I would have been alive That's, when they go, he had a heart attack, and I would have been like, alright, now. Nah, yeah, I mean, I, I mean like, uh, like, I didn't know about him, until obviously I was older, and by that point, this is all, he's he's gone, it's all washed, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. I'm not saying that I wasn't maybe around, my dad might have been around, but he was in Mexico, so I don't even know if he knew about it. Mm-hmm. like you yeah. know same thing with like almost dad. he was they were probably around about the time things were happening but they would have been little kids and i don't know if they would have even known oh okay but uh, oh, cool yeah. nah, after no nah, <laughs> nah, i mean i nah i ain't that old <laughs> <laughs> i mean thanks well i can never gauge Jeez, with, yeah, no, well, no, like, never
3: with him because he's like he's he's in a we're all in different it, it's i'm going off in tangent, but we're all in tangible i ain't that old i'm three like, 34
0: four i'm thirty, 30. four <laughs> Yeah, i You're one of them elder millennials, right? Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. I, yeah, I'm
2: on the border of like
3: exactly.
2: like life and death, I mean, but uh um, yeah. you almost a Gen X but not quite. Nah, I'm just I'm there. I like to live between worlds.
3: All right. But alcohol then. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um no, for me, yeah, it is it was a really good movie this is Um possibly like sec I don't know if my second or third time watching it. I watched it actually in the theater. Um And yeah, for me, like, it it just, it's just still a uh, stellar cast and story and, and and basically it's just, just like, you know, what you would expect from a true, true crime drama, but without like the, um, you'd say like the extra stuff, the, or the extra dramatics, you could say, because I mean, the, the story itself kind of like. Has enough dramatics for it, you know this this story of a of a serial killer that spanned decades and um, yeah, it it also um, instilled once again the kind of like that I don't know you, you could say if Jake Gyllenhaal is like an underrated actor or an un um be but I think because of the projects that he chooses um kind of like it kind of keeps his like Really great talent that he has, like under wraps. You know, he'll pop up once in a while, like in in the mainstream with like movies like this, like Zodiac or Brokeback Mountain. But then he's he'll also go and do a Nightcrawler or a Velvet Bud Buzz- Buzzsaw or or something like that. Yeah, I think I I mean his character and I mean, being a real person and just being a normal person that that kind of like. Got wound up in this in the story just makes the whole like um, story itself relatable and or, or it it allows you to immerse yourself a lot more into the story. I think yeah, he's by definitely him an him audience it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it was that that was who he really was. You know, he yeah. was a cartoonist that that um, kind of just stumbled upon this because he was good at puzzles. look
2: mm-hmm. like he had Asperger's or something because he had some <laughs> major issues on like not letting it go. <laughs>
3: So, there was a moment where he, like, is talking to the the coffee guy, and then they're like, oh, I will, at least I don't get called, in, I don't get called retard the coffee guy. Whoa, this. whoa, whoa. And whoa. then he's like, I You're know, sorry, R-bomb. not R-bomb. It's part, it's part of the movie. Yeah, no, I was just yeah, it
0: was, 2007, um, it was a different time, and by that 2007, no, it mean, like, it was, 1973
2: or whenever the fuck that scene happened. Yeah, ex-
3: exactly.
1: Happen. Um, hey, it was the Son of Sam times, who cares?
2: Yeah, nah, <laughs> but, it was normal, that word was used a lot back in the day.
3: But when he says, you know, like um, he has, they call me that. It was for a moment. I was like, oh, this is like his. This character is like um, bu- if Bubble Boy grew, when Bubble Boy grew up. Yo, I forgot about just, that. Like, an innocent, <laughs> <laughs> he's just like an innocent, you know, like Boy Scout, you know, and like it just reminded me of like that that other Jake Gyllenhaal character for a second, and I'm like, oh yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> but yeah, yeah for he, me, I mean. Great. Of course, this movie was really good. I mean, the actor—you know—we kind of got a uh, early day MCU kind of collaboration here yeah. with um, Mark Ruffalo and uh, and oh, Robert yeah, Downey yeah, yeah. Jr. Of, of the Science Bros. and and then Jake Hall. Oh, like sure, yeah. neither of them. It. Yeah, this is,
0: <laughs> all three on the poster Spider-Man. ended up in the MCU.
3: I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spider-Man: Far From Home is—is um, is this character getting um, back at? Robert Downey Jr.'s character because he he um dissed him.
0: Yeah, I I watched like I was watching uh, Avengers two like right after this and it was like throwing me off so much. It was like <laughs> what the fuck. But yeah, Alan, do you wanna do you wanna go give us some f- thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, when I saw it, I I really enjoyed it. I liked, uh, like the like I'm a big true I like true crime, so I I enjoy stuff like that. Um, one of my favorite parts though i I mean it's not really considered a horror movie per se, but like
3: there's New a suspense
1: scene, there's suspense, but there's like a scene that I thought that always stuck with me, which I thought was like probably one of the most horrifying scenes in like cinema that I'm sad it's not in a horror movie, but it's like you know spoilers it's in the, it's around like the beginning, the zodiac killer um there's that couple they're just hanging out it's like 50s 60s -hmm. i think it's the 60s and he just shows up yeah they're like gonna go yeah make out point or whatever in broad daylight and he just rolls up like he's just standing there
0: oh yeah she's like there's a guy over there he has gun
1: yeah and it was so like haunting like he's just there and you're like holy shit like it felt very real it it didn't feel so like cinematic or anything like that i straight up was like oh shit like
3: I think with it being like in in the daytime and the daylight, it kind of like added a more ominous to it. And I think that's where, for me, like we we'll we'll touch base on this um, later on. But like, um, where there, one of the pretty good like cinematic or directional styles of that scene was like. Yeah, yeah, David
0: Fincher is like a master of like just cinematography and like making you pay attention to certain things, just like. The little ways that cam- the camera will, like, move around certain characters. There's very few close-ups in this movie, but one of the few ones is when he's, like, is there any g- bolts in that gun? And he just kind of, like, shows him, like, the-, the clip, and that's one of the few close-ups in the movie that, like, makes it that much more impactful. There's a lot of sh- stuff, like, how the movie is shot like that that makes you just, like, so unnerved, like that last scene when he's, like, going down to the basement and it's just kind of, like, following him there's
1: it's and, oh i remember that scene too that seemed yeah. really good too that one i think that one had me at the edge of my seat like that was the more suspenseful but like mm-hmm. the more like the scene that really like gave me like chills down my spine was like just him standing there in broad daylight yeah like, it was just so i guess out of like you know when you watch horror movies or like slasher flicks you know it's usually at night they're in a cabin or in a building. Well, that's why but I love this summer so much. Up, like, you,
2: know, you know what I want to say about this, though? It, it's that because it's realistic and because it's based on real things, I think that's why it, it, work, it lends well to what it does and it affects people in a certain way because that's what could have happened to any of us. Because, I mean, he's coming out to people, and it doesn't matter if it's day, if it's night. He exactly. picks up He picks up the girl in the car. I mean, these are things that could happen to anybody at any time. And I think since they follow it, like I said, they follow it so well. Like if it, if it was a retelling of a true crime that happened, I mean, it's pretty much what it is. Yeah. But mm-hmm. because they follow it so well as a retelling, instead of like making it more uh, drama, uh, a dramatization, yeah. or making it too crazy, you know, they just they make it me feel more suspenseful. I think it's why it, it impacts you in such a way that when you see it, you go, "Well, yeah, this." You know, it's like you know when you'd be at night watching a, a dude. What was that one that uh, Geraldo Rivera used to do? America's oh, Most Wanted. That is, about.
1: Well, is that what it
2: was? Where you would see like, like FBI. There's
3: that
2: one. Yeah, there would some be like one. Some, FBI's yeah. Most Wanted or something. One of those. Yeah, and then you would see mm-hmm. it and it'd be like, and if you find this number, call somebody.
1: After yeah, you I'm watch so that funny. episode,
2: you would look at your windows and go, damn, is he gonna come and get me right now?
1: Yeah. Because after yeah, and that's kind of what you get.
2: Like, this, it's that feeling that you get when after you see the murders, you kind of get that feeling of like, oh damn, is you know, am I gonna get a phone call right now? Is somebody gonna pop out of somewhere? You know, because it just, it feels real. Yeah, well, I saw this really interesting interview with the guy who actually, well, guy who got
0: stabbed at the lake and survived that, and he was telling about like how, when it happened, he saw the killer like kind of out of the corner of his eye, mm-hmm. and when he watched the movie, he said it was like exactly the same. They they said that somehow like David Fincher and the cinematographer completely captured the feeling that he felt of just kind of like seeing like the killer out of the corner of his eye, like stabbed his girlfriend and like. He was like, had to like turn away from the screen. He couldn't even look at it because it felt like he was just back there. And he, the way he just like completely makes you feel like you are in that moment and it is totally real is fucking unnerving. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what it was. It was unnerving. Like, I was just like, okay. My only issue though with the movie was it kind of dragged at times. Like, there was, I remember when I went, when I saw it. Me and my friends were kind of like, oh, okay, it's Drew Carey's brother. He, he's probably the killer or whatever. It's him. Whatever, because I remember he was in the Drew Carey show. So we we're like, yeah. it's Drew Carey's brother. It's Drew Carey's brother. He's the Zodiac killer. So we we're like, oh, yeah, cool, cool. And then, like, it kind of keeps going, and then it gets to the the basement scene. And then we're like, oh, shit, here you go. Here's the climax. Here's the big thing. And then, like, after that, there's a couple more scenes. And I remember just being like all right yeah you this know what? to yeah. end yeah, i was you. like this needs to end at some point now because like, like i didn't walk though. out i didn't walk out feeling that like like when i watched true crime like when i watch true crime i'm like oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit mm-hmm. the whole time and like even when it finishes you're like shit like i can't sleep like what don't fuck with cats i was like that mm-hmm. but when yeah. i walked out of this one i remember all of us uh some of the lads were just like i liked it I just wanted it to end at a certain point in time where you're like, okay, I get it. It's Drew Carey's brother. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I, I don't care. It just needs I, I, to I,
2: th- I think I feel you. Uh, you kind of wanted it to end on the scene where he was in the basement. Because I, I remember when I, as I was watching it and you see that and you feel all this emotion because obviously you see him obsessing so much over it. His wife is now left the house. You know, you're, you're seeing all these things. So you're kind of like almost in suspense with him of what he's going through and how he's just trying to find it. And you feel... And I, I feel like at the moment when he gets there, he pulls out the poster and goes, look, this handwriting looks the same as this other handwriting. And this should be it. And, you know, I finally we got him. And the guy kind of goes, it's my handwriting. And he goes, follow me to the basement. You know, you feel kind of sketched out. Like, why would you follow this guy to the basement? It's him. You know, there's something there. And then you see the footsteps and you feel the sense of like, this is where it's going to because normally movies would culminate in that. Mm-hmm. and it pl- i like that though here's a bad guy it plays on your tropes no no it it yeah yeah but w- no no but what i'm saying is like where, where i agree with long when you feel is you feel like this should be the point where you're going to end the movie but then it continues on and you kind of feel like oh it just it, it feels like now it's just kind of keep it keeps going like when is it going to end like i, I, I mm-hmm. felt a few minutes ago we should have ended like we should have been at the point of like here's your climax here's your because it makes you feel that way but then it's like, no, I'm still going to give you more movie. And then when it ends, it just kind of ends with like words like, well, you know, we never found out who it was and this is what See, happened I, and that's I what really happened. like yeah. that though. And so you I, kind of, you kind, it kind of plays with the, the, I guess, the typical feelings you have. Now, I'm not saying that it's not good and it's not bad and everybody's going to have their feelings, mm-hmm. but I'm saying with Alan's opinion on the movie, I understand where he was coming from because that's what I felt when I got to that point. Yeah. Well, let me, let I, me, real fast, let me just want to like, say, like, I do kind of like like that
0: because it's and i see what you guys are saying but it and uh, it worked for me Uh, how it's like okay like it should end here but then it's like oh it it keeps going like he's he's still investigating this because it mirrors like the real life of like okay like we thought we've cracked it but like nope there's still some more and like it's he's still pushing through and everyone's like like you need to stop like you all like you are getting to this point where you're going to like a basement a creepy basement and you still like you're maybe gonna get murdered and you still keep going. Your wife and kids are gone, and it's like, you no, know, He's still going to keep going and write his book. And, and even at the end, like, it's there's not like r- there is resolution, but it's still it's like, yep, it's yeah. still technically solved because that's what happened in real life. And you're yeah. and you're supposed mm-hmm. to kind of feel like maybe I you're supposed to feel kind of unfulfilled at the end of the movie. Well, no, no and I, no, I and, the, and I the, think and that's the point.
2: And no, I no, and it, I agree with you. Like with all that stuff, like you know, at the end, obviously it's going to mirror true life, and you mm-hmm. don't find out who it is. And so that obviously, like I said, if you know what it's going to how it's going to end, you know that at the end. It's not gonna have maybe the resolution that you would feel of a normal movie of like, and we caught the killer and it's a happy day and goodbye everybody and sunshine. You know, you know how it ends. It's kind of like watching Blow. You know, if if you kind of know where it's gonna end with that guy, you kind of know what happened. You know, how his mm-hmm. his life story. It's it's like following a, I don't know, like Pablo Escobar story or whatever, and they make a movie of him. You know where it started. You know how it's gonna end. Obviously, they're gonna fill you in in the middle how they want to.
0: Now, see if you know. But I didn't know before I saw this what happened that much about the Zodiac Killer, so...
2: Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying, like, you, you'll fill you in, in the middle, but, like, you'll have the gist of, like, well, the Zodiac Killer went and killed a bunch of people, and, you know, and he, they never found him, so that's what you do, that's what you know, but this movie will fill you in, kind of the smaller details in the middle of, well, he killed these people, and this happened, and that happened, this, you know, such and such and such and such, and that's where you get these movies. That's why it's nice to watch these movies, because it kind of fills you in on all the other details, but the major parts that you know is a man killed people during this time, and, you know, that's the stuff that you would know. Most people would know.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think um, I think for me, it, it. I mean, it. It did. It is. Did feel long. I did end up having to watch it this time in two parts because one point because I I started watching it too late in the night. But um, I think for me, it it also plays into how the people involved also felt like they felt like this, why is this going dragging on so long? And it's just dragging on, dragging on. And then I did know what, when I first watched Zodiac, um, like kind of like the gist of the, of what happened, like it's the case was never closed, closed, but it's like, it's, it was probably this one guy. And, um, so for me, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I feel like it wrapped in a way where it was true to real life and what really happened and how everybody felt and how it basically to this day is unresolved, even though it's kind of solved. (laughs) So, yeah. So, yeah. But I felt like uh, the ending with Jake Gyllenhaal um, and him kind of having his moment of, of how he was saying that all he wanted was to just stare at this guy and know that it was him kind of thing and he he kind of yeah, um yeah, unsatisfactorily gets that because he does go to where he was working and he, and it's like they have this moment where you know why I'm here you know you, and yeah it's it was that was a good moment and I think maybe it possibly could have ended there but i mean it's really the the story need to be told and that, that one the one guy had to make his resolution to and, and point him out because that was at the beginning
0: yeah mm-hmm. Um. yeah for me like obviously you know I'm I think I was one who originally suggested we do this movie and I think like I'm a really big fan of David Fincher obviously I love all of his movies for me this is probably his I would say it's best movie it's his masterpiece I think the script in this i think is so impressive um because this is a movie that's really thrilling and like really intense but if you think back to it there's not that much action and there's very little like there's like some tense scenes like the one alan was talking about but most of the dramatic stuff comes from just people talking to each other like the big climactic moment isn't this like you know like, and they even kind of throw shade at Dirty Harry, which is, you know, a movie that was, you know, kind of also based on the Zodiac killings, which is like, you know, has like a cop going, and you know, committing vigilante justice. Like the climactic moment in this movie is two guys sitting at a diner, kind of like putting salt shakers on the table and like that. And it's fulfilling. It's just like a lot of talking and it's not like, you know, very Aaron Sorkin. like, oh, like, look at this amazing dialogue. It's just you're motivated by what these people are saying. Mm-hmm. And the other thing, aside from the incredible script and how like it's just people talking for like two and a half hours, is that this film was really revolutionary when it comes to just like digital filmmaking. Um, It was one of the first movies to be shot mostly digital. There is some film stuff in it, but David Fincher is the kind of guy who's always forward-thinking, so always using technology. He's not like a James Cameron where he's like, oh, I'm just gonna like make this technology because it's cool he's like i want to use this technology because it's going to make it a better movie or it's going to make my life easier like mm-hmm. he's a guy who and there's all these actors like i i listened to this interview once with mahershal ali talking about him shooting benjamin button he's like yeah david fincher will take like 30 shots so 30 takes you just like walking a couple steps down the stairs and for this movie when if you had shot this movie five years before it would have probably not been made or at least not been made in the as well as it was because like all the blood in this movie, for example, it's all digital. And that's because it takes so much time to, you know, like practical effects obviously look great, but like David Fincher being such a perfectionist, he's got to have the blood splatter in exactly a perfect way. And every time you do that, you have to reset it. And it takes a lot of fucking time. David Fincher will be Mm -hmm. like, all right, let's just do boom, boom, like 15 takes right now of you just like looking like you're getting shot. And he can do that in a fraction of the time that it would be with there, like, using squibs. And it's not just stuff like that. Like, the fact that, like, one of the opening shots of this movie, it's like going over San Francisco. That's all digital, because that's San Francisco that doesn't exist anymore. That skyline, those buildings, there's a freeway in there that fell in, like, the, the great earthquake in 1989. It's, and they're, like, there's streets that are just completely on blue screens, because those streets don't look the same anymore. They can't shoot it. He, like, painstakingly made San francisco like and like Vallejo and everything in like a digital format, and you don't even really notice there's about twice as many digital shots in this than there are in Godzilla digital effects like the Godzilla twenty fourteen which came out you know like um, like seven you know years, years li- seven years later, yeah, and this you know if you like look at similar movies or movies that were shot with the same camera at the same time like collateral, which I think is a good movie if you look at it, it doesn't hold up. Like, those Mm. early digital movies, like, the way they look does not look good. This one looks incredible, and it's because David Fincher is always, like, at the top of his craft. He's always, you know, trying to push the boundaries and, like, make things as new and interesting as he can and make, like, beautiful film. And I think this is really kind of one of the most important films that came out when film, like, people were starting to switch from film to digital, and it helped... Really changed the film industry um, for the better in a lot of ways. I
1: think. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah. rant over. He did, he, did, he did a. He <laughs> yeah. Did a, I mean, he's very Kubrick esque. I guess. Like he's yeah. he's following in the footsteps of Kubrick, especially with the the, t- the 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 takes over and over and over and over again kind of thing. I mean, obviously, no one's gone Shelley Duvall crazy kind <laughs> of thing. But um. Oh uh, yeah. yeah I he, mean, he he's
0: not nice to his actors, but he's not a psychopath like Kubrick was.
1: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, so we we he needs a Peter Sellers, though, definitely. <laughs> he needs to add a lot of Peter Sellers. Yeah, not
2: gonna lie. But, um, no, I mean, still two and a half hours movie. It's it's a it's it's long. Good, yeah, I mean, it was so originally longer. Like yeah, the reason this movie got God delayed is because uh, David Fincher originally wanted
0: it to be like it was original cut it was over three hours. And, oh no! God, like no. the studio made him cut it down. Like there was this whole big dispute, and they were trying to get it out for award season, um, and you know Fincher kind of wanted final cut, so. Um, Some things got taken out. Like there's that see there's that sequence where it's like just kind of like jumps four years later, um, and he had like a kind of transition thing similar to when the building was the pyramid was getting built. Um, mm-hmm. He had a scene like that to kind of like bridge the four year gap. So there was a lot of stuff that was taken out like that. But yeah, it, yeah it's a I, long I movie.
2: Think, uh, yeah, but, uh, I mean, it's long
1: movies. But the issue is, it was a type of long movie where, like I said, the climax was kind of like you were, like, waiting for it. It, it. For me, I wish it went the other route of, like, it kept giving. I don't know. That's my only thing because I've seen movies where I go, oh, okay, it's going to end. It's going to end. Cool. Mm-hmm. So the big battle's happening, and then it's, like, the hand comes up, and you're just like, oh, shit, nope, it's not over yet. And you're like, all right, I guess I'm staying here. I'm not moving. Like, yeah. you got to keep going, and it's, this, it's like, I don't want to say, like, Aquaman, but, like, Aquaman mm-hmm. kept going up, 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 up the whole time. Aquaman like, was a little, no, lo- I little, I
0: little much. From it. It. I, I, I liked Aquaman. Oh, yeah. But I like you yeah, have cut out well, like forty-five minutes of that movie.
1: Oh yeah, I'm just saying as an example, like because yeah. th- that's the first movie that came into my head where I remember it just boom, 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 boom. Like I was like, oh, climax is there? Oh nope, nope. let keep it's going. It's not yeah. stopping. Mm-hmm. But Zodiac, I felt like that was its only down, not downfall, but uh, my only critique of it. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I love the true crime aspect. I love you know Robert Downey Jr. stole the show for me. Yeah, I I remember like we all wanted to leave and get the that what was that drink? The blue one he had. Oh, that's drank like fifty of those.
2: That was
0: one of
1: the like that was one of the best.
0: Blue velvet, Velvet. yeah. That was one of the best jokes. There's like a lot of this movie's pretty funny, like in like dark like subtle ways like that. Yeah.
1: But um but yeah, like
2: other than that, like
1: that was my only like critique, but I was there was just a time where I was like, Alright man, it's time, like I'm it it was a
2: little long. I mean, we're running Avengers territory without without action, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, I yeah. mean, and it's not like a, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like, don't get it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's got to be what it's got to be. Every movie's going to be its own movie. But yeah, it is It is somewhat of a long movie. I mean, I did get mm-hmm. through it what, playing uh, Switch while I was watching the movie. Because there were a, a few occasions where I felt a little, a little talky. And then some parts, you know, when there was action or whatever, I put everything down and I'd see it. And then some of the talk was cool. But then there were times where I felt like, and this is just me, personally. Like, I'm not trying to throw this out on anybody else. Everybody sees it differently, right? But there were a few times where I felt like, oh, maybe it just got a little too talky. Or maybe it was just a little too much of this or a little too much of that. I think
0: it's... A, yeah, you got to kind of, like, be in the right... Like, you got to kind of sit down and watch, you know. It's like, you got to set aside some time to watch this movie. Yeah, you know? it's yeah. You know, cause this is a
2: really long movie. And like like I said, this isn't my cup of tea. That's why. Mm-hmm. Like, for me to get through it, like, I have to... Yeah, it's a little tougher to get through it for me. I'll be real. Yeah. Uh, well, two, well, for two and a half hours of this is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, if this would have been an hour and a half, maybe two hours.
1: I think I, two I, hours would two have been Two hours solid. and
2: that could have been like a solid movie and I would have been, had anything. But two and a half hours, I mean, I, I paused it for a little bit, kind of walked away from it for a little. I think after like an hour and then kind of came back to finish the next hour and a half. But mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, 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 a, it's a long movie. It's the same thing. Like if I were to watch Avengers right now in my own home. I wouldn't watch it, uh, like, Endgame, I mean, or whatever. I wouldn't watch it, like, all the way through, maybe in one sitting. I'd probably put down half of it and then go, you know, when the movies are that long, when they put that much time, it's like watching Titanic with two Mm -hmm. VHSs, you know, when the first VHS ends... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like if you guys ever got to watch like that when the first vhs end, everybody was like cool dude i'm gonna go back you know i need an intermission right now mm-hmm. everybody starts kind of going off stretching doing the little thing before you come back and put on the second half and that's how i felt with this one it's not that it's a bad movie it's not that anything it's just it's a little long so at a certain point i'm like damn dude i'm an hour in and and i looked at the time and i'm like i got another hour and like 30 to go i'm like you know what i'm gonna pause this i'm gonna go use the restroom i'm gonna do a few things and then come back because it's it's it, it's long
0: yeah, I yeah. mean, it's a, a movie you can probably watch in, like, you like said, two halves. Like, yeah. you know, I, I kind of had to do that because I had to close last night at work and yeah. open this morning, so, you know, that was my only real option. But, um, yeah, I think it is it is a movie, like, if I had, like, a day off, I would not mind watching, like, the director's cut, but, like, you gotta, it's like I said, it's a movie you gotta kind of, like, yeah, prepare on. yourself yeah. to, like, mm-hmm. watch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, sit
1: down that, and turn it on, you know? I think yeah. that was my thing when we went, because we were expecting, like, a thriller like we're like oh maybe like a serial killer thriller you know we kind of went in because at the time we were watching every horror movie that came out so we're like oh maybe this is going to be more of a thriller and like we kind of were expecting it and we got what we wanted but we were just like okay we're getting too much like this is Mm -hmm. a little too much again we're 16 17 so i mean obviously now I'm, i'm a little more open to it more like oh okay cool you know i'll watch it but yeah it's definitely a day where like you have time and you're like i got nothing to do fuck it like, okay, let's let's watch zodiac so you're yeah. in that true crime mood
0: like it's i usually try to watch these movies like a while before we record but i just i never was like oh i've got 3 hours right now so mm-hmm. like it's, it's
2: definitely one you need that to like, a find theme. a That is a tough part. yeah i'm not yeah. going to lie normally when we watch these movies uh, especially now that we way styling we're still recording uh, i like to watch them uh, if that a day before or almost the same day earlier yeah. Uh, so that way it's really fresh by the time I come in and I can give my perspective because I used to, when we were doing it before differently I used to watch them I tried to watch them like a week ahead and like, you know, we would do three so I'd watch all three so you kind of get jumbled in your feelings but now that we're doing one at a time I I can watch it as, as close to the time we're about to record so you really do get that like feeling of this is what I felt genuinely as I watched this movie like I know how I felt I know what I feel mm-hmm. for this one movie and dedicate its time to it
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I I, I kind of like to if it's something like I've seen before, I don't mind seeing it right away. But I like to like let my feelings stew for like a couple days. Usually, if I'm watching something new,
3: real yeah, fast. Definitely.
0: Alan, uh, I was about to say this earlier. Um, you kind of remind me of it, and also, uh, Fred, um, we talked about Robert Downey Jr. And this is just like a like a thing I heard about this movie to kind of will tell you about the kind of transitionary period that they were going through is uh when they were originally shooting it. Uh, like since it was one of the first films that um, was ever shot digitally and was Robert Downey Jr.'s first digital film, usually when, you record, when you're when you shooting on film, they have to like switch out the reels every 30 minutes, every 20 minutes, whatever it might be. Everybody kind of gets a little break. And that wasn't happening because it was all digital. They just kept recording, recording, recording. There was no breaks. And Robert Downey Jr. was so pissed at David Fincher for this that he was like peeing in jars and just like leaving them around the set. <laughs> sounds like something. Oh yeah, I heard good. about that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, I mean, this I don't know when when in the Robert Downey history, this this movie was um This was a right before filmed. Iron Man, so it was like yeah, this this right like, before okay. was so like he was, his comeback. Yeah, so I think he was still in that um, kind of so like he, attitude. Yeah, and, yeah uh, but I mean, imagine yeah, he, having
2: to record so many scenes over and over and over and over. That's yeah. Eventually, you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to do something to this guy. F this guy. Mm-hmm. I would. I'd do the same thing.
0: Like I said, Fincher is not an actor's director, you know?
2: I take a shit in front of his uh, fucking dresser or whatever.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you guys. Um,
2: so, yeah,
0: this movie, like we were saying, did not do very well financially. And I think that probably had a lot to do with the way it was kind of marketed. Like, um, people kind of. It was kind of like marketed as, like, you know, a big thriller, like, you know, kind of like David Fincher had done Seven and he had done Fight Club. And I think. They were kind of pushing it like, oh, here's another movie like
2: that. And well, it's very much okay. not like
0: that. Well, mm-hmm. I was going to
2: say this too. A- at the time when this movie came out, a lot of movies weren't two and a half hours, were they? Because I- that's-, that's I, I-, I want to say that that probably scares a lot of people off. I mean, mm-hmm. didn't they go through that with a lot of these other movies? Like even the Marvel movies nowadays where they go, they wanted to push them like three hours or even have to make them two parts because they're like... uh studios don't want you to put a movie past so many so much time because then people yeah. will lose attention or want to leave or be like this is way too long i've been sitting on my butt for too long like well that's... also yeah. like a, it's also just so that they can get more showings
0: in a day like well, that, if you know, the tr- movie is so so many hours long you have fewer showings well, that true, make true. a lot less money true. like that's a, that's honestly like a big thing that like st- why studios try yeah, to get yeah, movies
2: when you walk out of a movie in an hour and a half you feel comfortable you feel nice like when you mm-hmm. get up and you leave, but when you leave, uh, when you ever leave a movie that's like two, three hours long after you get up, because like I said, here I can get up at an hour or an hour and a half and say, okay, I'll pause it right now. I'll go move around. When you're in the theater, you're pretty much sitting there yeah, the whole time. Yeah. You don't move because you don't want to miss anything. You don't want to go pee because you're like, I want to miss something. You know, you just got your, an hour and a half gives gives you enough time to watch the movie comfortably as a as i mean this is just me as an audience score because i know when i pass once you start passing two hours i'm in there's you know movie you shifting your butt side to side going like damn how much more do i have my back's a little hurting i'm a little uh, you know i've been holding it in for a while mm-hmm. but an hour and a, you know an hour and a half two hours you get that's a solid movie right there you get out and you go cool two and a half and people start thinking about it yeah and this is- yeah. I remember peter jackson saying
0: something like someone like that's why he's like I mean, the theatrical Lord of the Rings yeah. are still long as fuck, but, oh he's, like, God. but yes. he's like, oh, like the, if you watch the extended, he's, he's yeah, like, yeah, I've people like, will sit, yeah, he's like, people will sit a lot longer in their, like, apartments, in their rooms, yeah. whatever, than they will in the theater. Yeah. Oh, so. yeah. And that's the, the guy seats, who makes
2: the longest fucking movies ever. Theater seats are not comfortable. And I've seen that, I, I own, like, I think two of the, the, like, director's cut of Lord of the Rings, and I saw them all. They are long as shit. Yeah. I mean, they are oh, the longest yeah. thing I've ever seen in my life. And even those, I can stop. Like I said, I can stop and get up and move around. But yeah, when you're, it's always that feeling of being in a theater and sitting down. It makes you think, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I mean the the context of, of these movies are geared toward towards a more um, older population mm-hmm. as also. So that might have contributed to it. And really, like, like the older you are, the you don't have that much, you know, attention span either. So yeah, it's I think that had a yeah. yeah. I think that had to contribute to and um, to it not have been as great of an opening yeah. as it could have. And then
2: um, it, I mean, and, and also, you know, are, were true crimes or, or things like that, like of that nature, like the Zodiac, was it really popular at the time? Because I feel like they things come in waves, you know? Some of these serial killers well, I mean, I have, like, like, they're cause... popular. Because isn't recently, like, who's who's that one guy that they've been recently doing? Zac Efron just did one on him. Uh, Ted, Bundy. Uh, Ted, Bundy. Ted Bundy. yeah. and it was kind of, like, uh-huh. hot for a little bit. everybody's talking about it. I and mean, I feel like I mean nowadays, that...
1: with, like, Netflix, you have so much um like true crime like yeah. you can just go on and be like oh See, wait, like, if today. this if
2: this movie came out today i think it would have done oh, it a lot yeah. better than it did when it came out and that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah, like right now with the popularity of a lot of these things that that have you know kind of been popping and up and like
3: how like, to well, make, how to make a murderer. yeah yeah
2: things like that yeah, well, exactly Venture well, well, is really ahead of
0: his time because like he i think he kind of like saw that like predicted that would happen like cuz originally his plan was going to be to make a uh make it a black dahlia like like, five-hour, like, miniseries that he was going to release on, you know, some, like, some, like, network mm-hmm. or something, and, like, that's, like, all the rage now, like, um, like, mm-hmm. he's the, he's basically the guy who had kind of invented, like, the Netflix model, because he was, like, he was the director and creator of House of Cards, which was the first ever Netflix show, and yeah, he was way ahead of his time with kind of, like, these ideas about, like, true crime and, like, making a series about
1: this and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, you could say, yeah, he's ahead of his time. But I think it was just too early, just way too early. Because at the time, especially in the 2000s, I feel like a lot of movies were remakes. That was, like, really hot. Like, every mm-hmm. other movie that came out was a remake, especially yeah. of, like, horror movies and, like, classics and stuff like that. So I think the issue was it might have just been All out of time? place, out of, out of time, mm-hmm. because... Like I said, when we went, we were expecting a thriller. We are like, cool, whatever. You know, right now, at the time, it was remakes, book adaptations, and, like, the rise of, like, the MCU was right around the corner. So I feel like the, the, the late 2000s were more of introducing the tens into, like, the big franchises, the big tent poles. So everybody was kind of gearing up more to, like, oh, The Dark Knight just came out or Batman Begins just came out iron man's coming out and then now there's twilight and there's harry potter's ending so i feel like yeah it was just kind of in a weird yeah, yeah, like a lot of movie go where you look at harry potter or twilight they're not gonna look at zodiac and yeah. be like yeah i want to go see that
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: i think it was just wrong place wrong time yeah that makes a lot of and it is a movie that
0: i think has like over the years gotten a much better reputation like it, it was received well by critics when it came out but like You know, over the years, it kind of has, like, built this prestigious reputation. Like, it didn't get nominated for any Oscars, but then, you know, they did this, like, BBC poll in 2016, and it was, like, ranked as the 12th best movie of all time by those critics. So, it's, like, definitely has, you know, kind of accumulated a lot of goodwill over the years, I think.
1: Oh, definitely. Because I've seen, you know, I follow a lot of, like, YouTube film stuff, and a lot of them have been, like, you know, like, you know, top 10 you know, sc- scenes where you're just at the edge of your seat and Zodiac is there. And then it's like best, like true crime Zodiac's there, like best underrated, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're here. Yeah. Fucking Zodiac's there. So I think, yeah, it took years for it to finally be like, to get love after yeah. a while. But so I guess, you know, thoughts, like what do you guys think? Is it underrated or do you think it's it's getting its place where it's getting where it, what it deserves now?
0: I feel yeah, like outside of really. yeah, like outside of film circles, like people like who are like fil- you know film buffs like us, like fucking mm-hmm. love it and talk about it. But like 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 uh, like you were saying, like mainstream, it's not that popular. You nah, know? I like,
2: I'll be real. I would have never watched this movie if you guys didn't make me watch it. I would never <laughs> mm-hmm. watch it. This would never cross my mind. I mean, maybe I saw the picture of it and I saw them and I was like, well, that's interesting. You know, these guys are good actors. But other than that, like maybe if I really felt like watching them because of the of, of the actors. I might give it a shot, but honestly, to watch it all the way through, I'm telling you, two and a half hours of this movie. thats It's long to ask people. Uh, and it, I probably wouldn't have. I pro- Honestly, I wouldn't have unless you guys asked me to. It's been there. It's on Netflix. I yeah, it's it. been on
0: Netflix forever. I watched it originally
2: yeah. on Netflix in
0: like fucking 2013 or something. Yeah, and it's, then it's I watched there. it again. It's still on their 20, 20s, you know? Yeah, like, I don't know. I if know. They took
2: it off, put it back on, but it. Yeah. yeah, I know. When you guys asked me and you said, hey, watch this. And I saw it and I go, oh, I've seen this before here. Yeah, I've never watched it. And like I said, and this is me just being me. Because obviously I watch a different style of movie than everybody. You know, we all have our own style of what we like mm-hmm. to watch. But yeah, that this was never going to call to me. It, you know, maybe if it was in a shorter format, like like I said, watching it on like A&E or some of those, where they condense it in like half an hour or an hour, like it, the, the story, the Zodiac story, I probably would watch it. You know, but mm-hmm. like I said, I, it, but like you guys say, I do believe that there is a reason why movie circle people really do enjoy it. It's not mm-hmm. a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. It's obviously not for everybody because you gotta be into this style of, of movie watching, but it's it's one of those things. It's not a bad movie, Good, really good acting. It, it keeps you engaged. Uh, you know, I, I think over time it'll still be the same thing. You're probably gonna have, uh, obviously with people like us talking about it, it'll probably get more people interested to watching it. Hopefully word of mouth spreads, it's always a thing. That's why you do podcasts with these spread the word of sort of some of these movies and maybe you get people going but yeah i think it's it's the if it does get more more notoriety in the normal public and i mean the general audience uh it would be because of things like this that where people are talking about it and praising these movies that'll allow other people to maybe uh come and watch it like i said somebody like me who probably would have never watched it if it wasn't for you guys saying hey we should watch this movie Uh, i probably like i said i probably wouldn't have watched it not a bad movie it's a good movie you know, it might take you two two sittings to watch it, but it's still you know once you get through it, you're like, hey, it's good.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ariel, what are your uh, final thoughts?
3: Yeah, it, I mean, I would give it a, uh, at least one one list one watch through. Basically, it's definitely a very impressive like story, and and you know if you're especially if you're a history buff, and and basically, I feel like um. It, it would be a good movie for that. For a true crime, um, you know, if Netflix has sparked that, hopefully with the trend of Netflix moves, and all of these yeah. um, true crime stories, this will get a lot more popularity and since it's on Netflix itself. You know, it would be definitely in the recommended column for, for those people that, that... It is still... A, a, a niche of people that would watch this still it, I don't know I don't see it becoming mainstream unless you know true crime itself becomes mainstream which it's,
0: it, it's really going not. there it's, it's it really yeah it's making it at, it's not, but not at the puppy.
3: level of like you know like it being like like yeah, movie is underrated yeah I mean it definitely is underrated because it is a really good um, beautifully like directed and and style-wise, is it captures the era, so so yeah, that's my my thoughts on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's that's about it, guys. Um, um, thanks everybody out there for listening. Um, if you guys could, you know, tune, if you guys want to like what you heard today and you want to tune in again, uh, just hit subscribe on whatever app you're listening to us on your podcasting app of choice and. We have new episodes every other Monday, and uh, if you could give us a rating um, and uh, hopefully five stars and a review, a nice review, that helps us a whole lot and helps the show get noticed. Uh, go ahead and follow us at um, Undercast Co. or Undercast Company on Instagram and Facebook and get updates of what other stuff we're working on, like Nerd Incorporated in District 6 and what episodes will be coming out of this show underrated. Uh, but we'll be back soon with another film, so stay tuned.
1: And then also, I think we're going to be trying to put this up on YouTube, right? Uh, we'll,
2: yeah, we'll yeah, see, we'll see how it we're, comes We're going to try it out. So we're, yeah, if, we're going to we're going to hopefully in the next uh, few ones we're going to get the kinks worked out and we'll have uh, at yeah, least a video and, up with our our audio. So that way, on YouTube, you guys can actually see us and, and you know see mm-hmm. our beautiful smiling faces. Be a little bit more yeah,
1: and then, yeah, and also like if the first one goes up just let us know what you think tell us give us some feedback because we really want more more of you guys you know tuning in and interacting with us because you know this is all you know we we appreciate you guys listening yeah, make and all it's like a community so we would like more you know especially if the youtube thing is better and you guys decide that you guys like that a lot more Yeah. let us know and hey we'll, we'll try we'll try yeah. our best
0: yeah. yeah just reach out to us you guys can email email us under castcompany@gmail.com you know, tell us. You know what you want to see from us. What if you like the video stuff? You even have a movie to recommend. Just you know, reach out. Tell us whatever you want. Um, but yeah, uh, thanks. Thanks again, everybody, and I'll see you
2: in another life. Later, everybody.
3: you for being amazing.
1: Bye.